online, you're our guest today. We welcome you. Uh, if you if you visit us in service, you can get a free T-shirt. Just fill out your connection card, drop it off at the guest kiosk in the front, and they'll be sure to give you one. That says "Live Life on Purpose." That's our kind of our our slogan or motto or whatever you're created on purpose for a purpose. But we're just glad to be with you today. I know it's Christmas week, and uh, just to uh, to let you know, here's a variation. We gave Ron the announcements, and we will not be meeting here Thursday. He did mention that, but we're going to meet if you want to come. To prayer. We're going to do it Wednesday. I have to pray for the county commissioners and things Wednesday, so we're just going to have prayer Wednesday from 7 to 8. If you can't make it, all good, no problem, but we are going to have prayer here, and then we're going to get everything ready. Tom and his crew are going to touch up the, the building for Christmas Eve. We're excited about that service. Originally, we were going to um, you know, put it just online, um, and I'll explain some of that as we talk about that in, in a little bit of the message, but um, you know, I'm just glad to be able to have it. So if you can come, awesome. If you can't, it's still going to be good. I mean, you can watch us online. You can watch it in your nightgown with your hat and some cocoa or whatever. But I mean, we have some great traditions at our house. I don't know what you all do, but some of the things that we do at our house Christmas Eve, we always usually have burritos. We make them ourselves, so I'm going to make you hungry. But you know, all the fixings for all whatever. Some of my boy, you know, they'll pack those, but they're like small papooses or whatever. I mean, they're just, you know. Uh, but uh, we used to have a contest. My mom and dad kind of started the burrito thing, and, and there used to be who could eat. That's not a good contest because everybody pays for it later, you know. But anyway, we've had some good time. Mal makes the, and you, need, you know, Mal is the worship leader. So if you let her know, she has the recipe, no kidding, for Polar Express hot cocoa. <sighs> Best hot chocolate. I only usually drink hot chocolate once a year. I drink it that night. Jesus would drink that hot cocoa. I'm saying it is amazing. Uh, so anyway, and it, you know, she could tell you where to get that, but we, we have that every Christmas Eve. So this message, I, wanna, I want us to talk, because I think this is really important, and I believe the Lord wants us to know this. So I've entitled this, uh, do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Um, so how to hear God in a crazy world? Is this not crazy? Has 2020 been like nuts on steroids? I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, you know, oh, oh, this one says this. This one says that. Then you had all of the stuff going on in this area and that area. And I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. Wear a mask. Go wear a mask. You can't. This door's closed. No, somebody's got COVID. You're quarantined. And my. <laughs> It's been nuts. And so in the midst of a pandemic, how do we hear God? What are we to do, God? I mean, is he now just silent? Is he, but I'm here to tell you this morning, the good news is he's not silent. He's got things to tell you. He's got things for you to do. So in this way that the world seems to be just reeling and there, there's fear seeming to be just, you know, people, I don't know what I'm going to do. What's going to happen? And you know, all of those kind of things. I want to give you four reasonable, quick ways as far as reasonable meaning. They're easy. You can do these. That'll help you navigate through this whole time. I want to tell you a story of a guy who was at the bottom of the barrel. You ever been at the bottom of the barrel? You know, you know, don't have enough to rub two nickels together or, you know, that kind of thing. Or you just feel like we don't have. I mean, Kim and I have been. I don't know how sometimes she did what she did. And sometimes our budget was just. I remember it being, and you can tell me it was like $15 or $20 a week in grocery. I mean, and we, you know, we got four kids. My son could eat $15 in a day without even blinking. And uh, so, but anyway, you know, and somehow God would just do amazing things and, and so, you know, tell us what to do. And so we would just follow that. So I wanted to talk to you about how does this happen? Because I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm, in God's eyes, we're all special, but I'm not it doesn't not work for me and work for you or work for me and not work for you. It's not how he works. If it works for me and I'm following God, it will work for you. So here's a story of a guy that he doesn't have anything. I mean, he's just dirt poor. He doesn't have anything. And he starts, he gets this idea from the Lord to invest. Well, he doesn't really have anything to invest, but he does what the Lord says. And over a little bit of time, he gets something where he has some to invest. So he they, they ask him, because now he is a multimillionaire. So they said, you know, how, how did this happen? He said, well, I'll tell you what I do. 
And so most people, I mean, you know, if you're E.F. Hutton <laughs> or whatever, I mean, inquiring minds want to know, it's my money and I want it now. I mean, you want to know. How do you do it? So he says, this is what I do. He said, I get an idea of what to invest in or something that seems. He said, then he goes into his closet, his prayer closet, and he prays. He asks God about it, and he doesn't come out until he gets an answer. He said, sometimes it takes him three days. Now, he does come out to eat because people will ask that. Does he eat? Does he sleep? He does. He comes out to sleep and eat. And, but for the most part, he just spends time until he gets whatever. He gets that inner peace. He gets that inward witness of what to do. And sometimes it looks like in the natural, do this. This is awesome. This is guaranteed. It's going to work. And he doesn't have that peace, and so he doesn't do it. And then in the other way, it's like, don't even do that. That's, I mean, that's, there's no way that's going to win. And then he feels to do that, and it works. And so it's about following God in the inward witness. And what we lack, I think, today in our culture is we want everybody to give us answers. We have everything, every device in the world that tells you what not to do. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google. What's the other ones? Ezra, or what's her name? Alexis. Alexa, Ezra. Ezra, let's just go to the names of the Bible. How you doing? Moses, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> My granddaughter will tell Alexa, Alexa, and try to tell her what to do. It, it, you know, it's kind of Awesome, because we can be sitting in my house, and my, my kids, Mal and Justin, got me a, a Google box thing. Like, I know what I'm doing. But I can go, hey, Google, what is this? According to Wikipedia, and it'll tell me whatever I'm asking. But it's, it's kind of cool, because I don't, listen, I don't have to do anything. It does it for me. We live in a society just like that. Today, you have a remote for everything. Some people have three and four remotes. They even buy things that go on the side of their chair. And you have to remember, oh, that's the remote for the DVD. This is the one for, oh, this is the fan remote. This one keeps her quiet. No, that doesn't work. I, you know, I wasn't talking about my wife. Wasn't. So, I mean, we have all of these things. What do we do? How do we do it? And we don't like to think about things. And sometimes I think I'm guilty of that, where I, I just want, I just want, just give me the answer. That's all I want. Did you ever feel like that? I'm tired. I'm worn out. Shut up and tell me what you're doing, and I'm, I'm good. That doesn't always translate really well in a relationship. But um, sometimes we're just, so in this time, do you hear what I hear? I think God is asking every believer, I'm trying to talk to you. Do you hear? Are you listening? That inward witness. He's led by peace. And who is the Prince of Peace? That's Jesus. And Jesus says this. He said, this peace I give you. I'm going to give it to you. And so he leaves it with us. And it's not, he says, it's not the kind the world gives. Right now, it's pretty tough to find world peace. The world is pushing for a one world order. I know where that comes from. But it is tough, and in the world, everybody's talking about something. Everybody's got a voice, and I understand. But we have to listen to what God is saying inside us, the inward witness, to be led by peace, as Romans says. Our first thought for this morning I want to give you is just meditate on the Word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you can be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then... Will you prosper and succeed in all you do? Now, that's, that's actually a really gold nugget. That's like the story I'm telling you of that guy. He's just, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. But if you do what I say, only then will you prosper. Did you know that God wants you to prosper? Now, when I say prosper, everybody's like, oh, it's money. I'm not talking, I mean, yes, you need money. But I'm talking about just being led by peace, having joy, being at rest. We have to be able to recognize his voice. We have to be led by that inward witness, by his spirit, spending time with him. You know, when you become a believer, God comes to live inside you. That's kind of huge, because that really, that explains a lot. If we let him live inside us, well, Brett, then he can say whatever he wants. Well, sure he can, but you don't have to listen. You ever not listen to your parents? My parents have told me a lot of things. My mom said, don't climb trees. I love climbing trees. 
I got up there and then she came out of the house. And you know if you're in trouble when she yells your middle name. Brett Allen! Scared me because I was told not to be in the tree and I was climbing and she said, Brett Allen, I went, <gasps> and I let go of a branch. I found every branch all the way down to the ground. Hit the ground, didn't have any wind left in me and she yelled out, Brett Allen, you better not be in a tree. And I thought, thank God I'm not. I'm laying on the ground dying. I'm not in a tree. But sometimes we just don't want to listen to Father God. We, we would rather block it out. No, 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 no. But he always tells you truth. He never lies to you. He always tells you up front, do this and you will prosper. Comes the word meditate. That just sounds like we're going to sit with our legs crossed and go, hum, hum. That's not what he's talking about. And most of us are like, I, I don't even know how to meditate. That's like, you know, that's for the spiritual people. You know what? No. In him we live, we move, we have our being. You are the chosen kids of God. You are his true riches. You're the ones that he wants to live and move and have his being in. So it makes me ask the question, so how do we meditate? Because most of us, just alone in that word, we think it's something else, or that's just not me. I can't keep my mind occupied in one area for any length of time. I heard a story of a guy that said, I, you know, I want to pray in the morning, but in the morning I always want to fall asleep. And so I start praying, and then he just falls asleep. So he asked another minister who was older and wiser, and he said, how can I stay awake? The minister said, well, go into the bathroom. And he goes, this isn't going anywhere good. He said, seriously, just hear me out. Go in the bathroom, stand on the tub. He goes, stand on the tub. He goes, yes, stand on the tub, wear socks. He said, I might fall. He said, yes. He said, but you'll not go to sleep. And the guy goes, okay. So he did it. And for a while, I guess that worked. I'm not telling you to do that, by the way. You that are listening, don't send me any letters. <laughs> You're responsible. No. I'm just telling you, we need to listen to the word of God, spending time with him. How do we meditate? Let me just say this. You've heard me say it before. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. That's what, that's what meditate. If you're thinking constantly about something, you know, we worry. Statistics say so many times close to 90%, some more, on stuff that never happens. We just worry about it. We just go over it and we rehearse it in our mind. We, we go over it or what could happen, what should happen, what might happen. I don't know. Oh, God, what happens? If we, oh, and we just start and we think about it constantly. And it sets our person, our being, our spirit ill at ease. Let me give you an example, okay, of, of how we could do this a little different. Now, you might not be a history buff or whatever. I'm, I'm probably not either. I do know when the War of 1812 was fought. It'll get to you. Some of you are like, wow, he knows a lot. Okay. Here we go. Stay with me now. <laughs> if I gave you a book from Henry Ford, you know, the guy that is the Ford car guy, and in the book, it's, and he says, I'm going to give you this book. I'm going to give it to you. But in it is all of my secrets of how to be successful in any business. These will transfer. These will work for anything. You could do this. You'll be, it's going to be amazing. I guarantee it's success. You would all be like, give me the book because I want the book. And, and you know, then we, because we would take that as, oh, verbatim. That's, well, that's, he's got success. And that's what we do. So many times we walk by sight of what we see. And that doesn't mean success isn't good or that you didn't have success. But what if we found out true secrets? This book beats any book Henry Ford could put out or anybody could put out because it is the book, the Bible basically, I remember somebody said it's basic instructions before leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E. Oh, that's the book for me. But isn't that kind of like if we would ask God and he would show us things, it has everything you need to be more than a conqueror. If you're guaranteed success, why don't we look at what the word says? I said it before, I'll say it again. If we know how to worry, we know how to meditate. I'm going to give you quickly just three ways that you can meditate successfully or think about or ponder or just kind of study the word of God. Number one, you just listen to what the word's saying. In other words, when you read it, what's it trying to say? 
is it saying something more than just superficially what you read? I mean, so many times, have you ever read a scripture and you've read it a bazillion times and then all of a sudden you read it and something goes, and you're like, I never saw that. Oh, that is so cool. Because you get a revelation. Because your spirit, you know, when you get born again, your spirit and God's spirit get connected. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ. Old self is a way. New man. You know, all these things growing together. What if there's, if, if he's trying to tell you something and now you read it and go, oh, okay. So listen to what the word is saying. Not with your regular ears. Do you hear what I hear? But with your spiritual ears. With your inside, people say, well, the inner man. It sounds really spiritual, but you know what they're meaning? Your spirit that's connected to God. The inside guy or girl, depending. That's why, you know, God's pretty, pretty clear on male or female. You're not both. According to the word, inner self. We need the word and we need to think about it. So we listen to what it's saying. We turn on our spiritual Matthew eleven fifteen says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Those are words Jesus spoke. And he was offering instruction and guidance. And again, he's talking about on the inside. Now, you can remember all kinds of things. You can remember stories in the Bible. Well, how can I enter into my mother's womb again? Because he says you must be born again. And he's like, no, 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 you're missing it. He's talking about that connection. And you have to receive it by faith. You have to reflect on it. You have to think about it. You ponder it. And you believe that the word is truth. Now, this is really important, that if God said it, it's truth, period. I don't have any, I, I cannot like it. I cannot believe it. But it will affect my outcome because it doesn't change the truth of the word. So when I'm, when I'm understanding if God said that, then there's truth behind it. There isn't any doubt. They, here's a word that they used when I was in college for, for doing what I do. Infallible. That's a big word to me. Infallible. You know what that means? There's no fault in this. Absolutely no fault. So if something you're like, well, I don't get it. This kind of contradicts this one. Then you're going to need to meditate on it, ponder it, think about it. If it bothers you, and God will reveal what he's trying to pull out of there so that you can get it. You know, Jesus did some, some amazing things. He talked in parables. He talked in stories, and he would tell people stuff. And, and the disciples are like, I don't get this. Why are you talking in, you're kind of talking in riddles here. And you know what his answer was? I'm trying to tell them what to do, but I'm trying to tell them in a way that they don't know what to do. And the only way they're going to know what to do is to figure out I want them to know what to do, and they'll have to follow me to find out what to do. He's trying to say, listen, if you really want to hear me, hear me not with these, hear me with this. Hear me with the inside spiritual person that you made the commitment when you connected with Christ. There's people that have book knowledge, but they don't have any faith knowledge, belief knowledge. They know what it says, but they don't do it. When, the, when knowledge comes into your heart from God's word, understanding that revelation, you know what a, a rhema word is? There's a logos word. A logos simply means it's just kind of like the word on the page. Here's what the word said. But a rhema word is like, you're going through something. How many have went through something this year? Woohoo! <laughs> Hallelujah! And you get a rhema word. You, all of a sudden, God goes, boom, and you, in your mind, maybe get a scripture because your spirit, now think about it, is connected with him. And he says, Brett, look at this. And you look at it, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my word. That's exactly what I needed for today. Or that's crazy. That's amazing. God, you're so amazing. I mean, and you're just, you're revealing something that is inside you to him. And he is saying, I got it. Here's your answer. And then we just, you know, then you can start saying, I can do that, Lord. I can apply that to my life. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is deep. Sometimes God will tell you something and you'll think, oh, it's just this. 
But he's deeper than that. Did you know the Bible says that just the fringes of his robe are just incredible? If the fringes are incredible, what's the train like? The robe, the entire thing. It, that would be awesome. We, I mean, we don't, even, we don't even know the depth of God. We can act like we do, but he's so deep. I mean, this is the God that put the songbird in the songbird's mouth. This is the God that said, I'll take my hand, I'll scoop out and make the Grand Canyon. This is the God that said, here's the oceans, and they'll be miles and miles deep and this vast. And this is the God that said that the, the seashore, when the water washes up, it does it at this time, and this is when it recedes back. I mean, he's deep. He's amazing. This is not about just living the Christian life in do's and don'ts and what the world sees. Well, you must do that. Isn't it amazing that the world can do anything? Nobody brings it to any attention. But if you're a believer and people know it, you do anything wrong, you're like Hermie the elf. Shame on you. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. He wants to be a dentist. That's, it's just like, and now you can't. But this is not about rules and not about saying, I'm doing this, I'm not doing... This is about saying, that's my Jesus. And I'm in relationship with him. That's about having something because inside you, if somebody blasphemes God, if somebody is taking his name in vain, it should bother you. Because something about your spirit is connected with his. And really, last time I checked, I can't find anywhere in that book where his last name's Dan. It's just not there. Now, I, I know we live in a world that it's said. I get it. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you can't always go up and, because sometimes that's just what people say. But it doesn't mean you have to agree with it or it doesn't mean you have to like it. Something, what I'm saying is, and it doesn't mean you always have to say something. I'm just saying something inside you, it should trigger like, God, that's not your name. I'm sorry. You know what it's like to honor somebody? It's like honoring, like if you honor your spouse, you honor your parents, you honor your grandparents. There's a lot of people, you know, sometimes they'll say something about it. They, they may not know them or not. But sometimes part of honoring is just, hmm, you will not talk about it. You want to talk about them, not in my presence, not like that. Do, do you understand? That's not going to happen because of the honor that he brings in that relationship. So sometimes you can't say anything. It doesn't do you any good. It just causes more trouble. But you can remove, hopefully, yourself from that situation where you're not subject to it all the time. Somebody say amen. This is about a relationship. And we need to not only survive in a pandemic, but we need to thrive. We need to have that inner witness, that, that voice inside. I don't want to just exist. Here, secondly, keep our focus. We're going to meditate because the enemy's going to throw distractions. He's going to try. That's when the dog wants out. That's when the cell phone goes off. That's when the UPS. I was praying uh, not long ago and, and stuff, and the UPS guy showed up at my house, and I looked out, and I saw a U-Haul truck. <laughs> First, I didn't know it was a UPS guy. I'm thinking, why is there a U-Haul truck out in front of the house? I didn't know we sold it. Someday, but I didn't know that was happening. And I, he gave me the package, and uh, I said, U-Haul truck? And he goes, dude, we're out of trucks. We're renting U-Haul trucks now just to make deliveries. I was like, oh, all right, well, Merry Christmas. And he was like, yeah, Merry Christmas. And he was off and running. You know, there's all kinds of things out there, all kinds of distractions. But, I mean, just stuff will happen while you're trying to get alone with God or do whatever. Uh, Maybe chores. Maybe you can't get your mind off the things that you have to do. The enemy's always at work like that. He will send worry. Now, let me just tell you this. I'm just, you know, as honest as I can. God will speak to you. Like, like say, you know, he tells you, because his word talks about, oh, man, don't owe man anything, you know. So he wants you to be debt-free. So you say, okay, I want to do that, but I don't have all the sources right now in my existence that I can see to make that happen. So what you do then is you follow the word and you put your hand to going that direction. Does that make sense? I mean, Kim and I have held our bills 
Didn't know how we were going to pay some of them. Let me, can I, can I, you know, this year has been, I don't ever want to go through this year again. The day before Father's Day, as you know, I had a heart attack, drove myself to the hospital, was in ICU, didn't know if I was going to make it, all of that. I'm here today, thank you, Jesus. So I'm all happy about that. But, you know, just some of the procedure in there, you know, all of the bills, this is what they said. And you almost go, <laughs> you owe us 45000 something. Just one of the, the bills, you know. And so Pastor Kim and I, you know, I, I look at my bank account, and we're not broke by any means. <laughs> but I can't write a $45,000 check. I mean, I can. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's not going to go too many places, but I just got a check the other day, and you know we've been just saying God's got it, Father, God's got it. Prayed over those bills, put them there. I'm praying over those. Secretaries helped me upload them, giving them to places that need to go. You know, da 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 da. Got a check, and I showed it to my wife. And the first thing out of her mouth is God is good. Here's a check for over forty five thousand dollars, and I you know that's the same thing I said. So I'm like, God, you're just amazing. But that, you know how that happens is because we're connected and he hears that. And here's important, I'm hearing him and so is she. And so we are, we are listening for God, what do you say about this? Not what we say because, I mean, immediately fear kind of, you get a, you know, I don't want to, woo-hoo. And, and basically we have to say, God, this is past my realm of, but you have this. So we made steps to, you know, to be debt-free, and, and, and God, you know, he helps us with all of that, and that's what you should do. You should be saying, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to start meditating on what you say in Philippians 4.19. The same God who takes care of me will supply all, doesn't say some or part, of needs from his glorious riches. That's what's cool, because I didn't have it, but he does, and have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Have been given, have been given, have been given. Past tense, have been given. God is God, but you have to listen to the inner witness. So many times God has told us, you need to give this amount. And some of it has been a large amount for, you know, for us. To, to maybe other people, it wouldn't be. For us, you know, thousands of dollars, that's a large amount. And he'd say, I want you to give it. We're like, God, I don't think you're thinking straight here. I, I think you, you know, maybe, you know. But then he doesn't say anything because he's like, I need you, I want you to do that. I don't want to do that. God, come on, talk to me. Tell me I don't have to do that. It's quiet. Could I disobey? You betcha I could. But what he's saying is, what does his word say about that? If he's told me to do it and I do what he says, every time I've done that, I've gotten more than whatever I've ever given. He's always brought it back to me in abundance. It's been amazing. You have to choose what you pick between your two ears to think about. If you pull weeds, plant flowers. In other words, if there's thoughts that aren't God thoughts, pull those out, put some God thoughts in there, plant some flowers. If you feel fear or worry or anxiety, pull those things. Don't allow them to hang around. Start reassuring yourself of what the word of God says. Say it out loud. You decide what gets in there. If you start saying, I, I don't feel belief, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble, I'm doubting, then you need to command the enemy to leave. Take those thoughts captive. If you start feeling sick, oh, I'm starting to get a sore throat, or this, you know, then you break that in Jesus' name. Oh, I might have COVID. You break that in Jesus' name. Start speaking life to your body. Father, I am the healed of the Lord. No sickness, no disease, no infirmity. Anything that's not of you touches my body dies instantly. You act immediately at the first sign. Here's the third thing. It's written for you. You need to take this personally. When God wrote this word, he didn't write it just, I got nothing to do. I'm just jotting down some thoughts. He wrote it for you personally. So don't just read it as, mm, but read it knowing it is for you. It is like his letter to you. You can even do it with an attitude. You can work your neck, snap your fingers. This ain't just a church thing. This is a God thing. This is a thing about me thing. It's personal. When I see a scripture and God brings it back to my mind or to my remembrance, then I speak it. 
because it's written for me. So God's word is to me. He's going to meet my need according to his riches. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm expecting him to do that in my situation. I'm launching my faith because he said it. I'm expecting that because his word is forever true. He says in Hebrews 13, 8, I do not change. I'm the same yesterday, forever, or yesterday, today, and forever. So he doesn't change. So because of that, your word says that I expect that. I declare it. I believe on that. He's talking directly to me. So I want to think about it. I want to ponder that. I want to take that in. I want it to drop 18 inches from my head down to my heart so that I'm like, that's not God's viewpoint because you're going to get a lot of people that have a different viewpoint. I got people I'm walking in Myers the other day. I got a mask on. I'm doing it not because I want to, but I'm just because I don't want them to freak out. Boom, boom. Freak out. <laughs> and they are like clear on the other side. Now, I'm not singing that song or dancing, but I'm just, you know, no, six feet. We got to stay six feet. Okay. Joshua 1.8 says this, study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Now, remember, meditate. We're going to think about it. We're going to ponder it. Be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So we're going to fix our mind on it. We are going to, when our mind is fixed, it's set, it's sound, it's sturdy, it's immovable. Whatever the word says, I'm going to fix my mind on that. I'm going to apply that to me personally. God is telling me to do that. So I'm going to let the Holy Spirit the, and the inner man of my spirit and God's spirit that's connected, God, I'm going to take that literally. What does it mean in my life? What does it say to me? And then I put myself in agreement with whatever that says. And then... If I'm picturing something that the enemy's putting in, doubt or unbelief, I'm going to take that picture out and I'm going to deposit the picture God wants me to have in there. That's about pulling weeds, planting flowers. You know, the enemy's saying, you're going to this, you're going to do that. No, I'm going to picture myself what God says I'm going to say and what God says I'm going to do. I'm going to make up my mind who he says I am and I'm putting myself in agreement with that. So meditate on the word, um, I'm not going to be a spectator in life. I'm going to be one that's going to live this life. I was created on purpose for a person, or for a purpose. I'm trying to find this one part, and I'm skipping over a couple things here. You know, I could tell you something that maybe you're, uh, let's put it this way. Maybe every, you'll find out as you walk with God, maybe everything that you heard before isn't always true. Maybe grandma told you something, and you know, there's, there are um, places of faith that they believe that the gifts of the Spirit are, it's over. They, we don't operate in those anymore. We know that's not true. The Bible declares that it's not true. It proves that it's not true. So, you know, if you came up in that system, you're going to be like, okay, well, I have to convince you that this is yet still of God, but yet God says it is. So my belief would be, that's an issue you're going to have to cross that bridge. The bridge has already been built by Jesus. You might be different than, you know, I don't know everything. You know, God could reveal something, you know, obviously past what I know. You just have to be open to be connected with God. As long as it lines up with the word, it's a good thing. So you got to train yourself. You know, the Hebrew word for meditate is also translated as mutter. And so sometimes you just need to be speaking to yourself. You need to tell yourself what you're believing. You need to, you know, this is what God says. This is what I'm going to believe. I need to mutter that to myself. I'm going to speak to my inner say. I'm going to need to encourage myself. I'm going to tell myself what God says. If I want to move forward, especially in the world driven by we need answers. We need this. We need to develop our spirit. Meditate on the word of God. Here's our second thought for this morning, and I'm going to move quickly. Act on the word of God. Joshua 1.22, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you'll only be fooling yourself. Talk is cheap. Act, action is required. I mean, it's Christmas Eve. If you're a young uh, married couple, or you know, you're going to be probably putting together Christmas Eve toys for your kids. I can still remember putting together toys for my kids, uh, wagons and kitchen sets and whatever, bicycles with training wheels and some toys, their instructions are not so good. And you almost go, help me, Jesus. I remember getting done with one Christmas Eve. It was like 2.30 in the morning. Do you hear what I hear? I'll tell you what I'm hearing right about now. 
But just a lot of like, okay, but in the morning, it was all worth it. The Bible is clear about hearers. There are people that just read their Bible and they attend church, and that's good, but they don't accomplish anything because they have no intention of doing anything that would go against the world. James 2.17 says, faith without works is dead. You need the supernatural in your life. You need the inner witness. You need that, that God in you to have that voice, and you need to allow him to speak. God wants you to be a doer of his word. And this, again, it's not about rules or religion. This is about a relationship. And it's about my belief system. You know, God will tell you something. You don't always understand it. I mean, there's times you just won't understand it. God, I, I just don't get it. Those times I told you we had to give, I'm like, I can't. God, I can't give that. I mean, it's Christmas. And I, you know, we still got to buy gifts for our kids. If I give that money, we won't have anything for our kids. What am I going to tell the kids? Well, God is good. And I don't want to have them a Laurel Engel, Laura Ingalls Christmas and we just eat a peppermint stick and get a pair of socks. You guys haven't seen that episode, have you? <laughs> yes. Bless you. I mean, you're just like you want to do and give your kids good gifts and stuff, you know, and, and I'd say, you don't really mean that, and he'd be quiet. And then, you know, he'd say it again, and then so eventually we would just give it. And every time I'm, I've ever done it, every time, without one single time that this hasn't happened, when I gave and was obedient because he told me to do something, even though I didn't understand it, we got more back than I ever gave and got it in time to have an incredible Christmas. I mean, there was times that he said, here, sell this car, and this is what you're going to get for it. And I told that to the pastor I was working for, I was on staff, and he, this is what he said, no way. No way, that's nuts. And I, I had to stand there, and now, again, everybody has that moment of decision, don't you? I said, you watch and see. You watch and see. And he just kind of, <laughs> and you know God did exactly that. And he looked and he just shook his head and said, I, couldn't, I wouldn't have believed it unless I saw it. And that's the difference. If God is going to use the inner witness, you're going to see it after you've believed it. Do you catch that? It's just saying, God, okay, I'm going to do it. And he did just do, I didn't know how it was going to happen. So listen to me. You can not understand it, but you're still going to have to stand under it. In other words, that's trust. That's faith. God, I don't know how you're going to do it. Lord, how are we going to get into Jericho? The walls are going to fall down flat. Okay. I mean, how about Mary? Mary's about to have a baby. She's never been with a guy. How's that happen? Holy Spirit's going to take care of all that. Okay. We got 20,000 people here to feed. We got five loaves and two fish. God, how's it going to happen? Jesus, come on, give me an answer. You feed them. Okay. I mean, there's all of these things that go through your mind. It doesn't make sense. Not in the natural. But again, the connection isn't in the natural, it's in the spiritual. Do you hear what I hear? Jesus telling Peter, throw your net over. Jesus, all due respect. Now, I'm ad-libbing here, okay? You're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. I do this for a living. You build tables. I fish. But this is what Peter understood, what I'm trying to get to you. He says, it doesn't make any sense, but because you say, I'll do it. And that is the key, my friends. Do you hear what I hear? God, I don't understand, but I will stand under it. Because if you say, I'll do it. Mark 12, 30 says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. You see, when we love Jesus because he's asked me to do it, I need to do that. Then we draw near to him, and we know the Bible, if we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And it's during those times, it's during the times that it seems like all hell is breaking loose. It's during those times he pulls you in close and he whispers in your ear the secrets that you need, the comfort that is, I got this. 
Hang on to me. We'll get through it. And he tells you the things that you need to hear. So determine this morning to hear and do everything that's written in the word that he's telling you to do. And instead of finding a word that lines up with your interpretation of what you believe, well, this is what I believe. Let me just search the scripture here. Let's find something that just goes with what I think. Let's find the scripture and then change what I think to what the scripture says. That's what, that's what he's saying. He's just saying, do you believe me? 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by believing and not by seeing. We walk by faith and not by sight. So I expect it. Here's number three, prioritize the word. So in other words, the word is the plumb line. It snaps, that's what we do. It's what God says. Proverbs 4, 20, 21, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to, your, to their whole body. Though your version may say, in health to all their flesh. I want to walk in that. Because there's life in the word. The, the word is living, breathing. And God says, I'm not going to put commandments on stone anymore. Guess where I'm going to put them? I'm going to put them in my, in my kids' hearts. I'm going to write them on their heart. You know why? Because your heart is that that belief system that you follow what you really believe. What you really believe is true. You're not just talking. Now it's, it's, it's past what people think. Oh, that's, that's just a church law. I'm not talking about church rules and regular. I'm talking about saying, that's my Jesus. And what he tells me, that's truth. I want to read this scripture, and then I'm, I'm, we're going to finish this up here in just a second. 2 Chronicles 6, 12, and 13. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Yet even, uh, yet even with the se- severity of this disease or of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help but turned only to his physician. So he died in the 41st year of his reign. So in the 39th year, he gets this disease. In the 41st year, he's gone. Now I'm like, okay, show me, Lord. I mean, I've got this in here. This is what I'm trying to tell you. The word of God is above all else. You know, right now, doctors, physicians, everybody, they're, everybody's trying to surf this pandemic and figure out what the heck and how we do what we do. Is it six feet? What if it's 6.5? What if feet don't mind? I mean, there's people that, hey, I've got, I tested positive for COVID, they say, and, and I, you know, I did everything they said, everything, all the time. So why didn't that work for me? And they have those questions. And there's people that have never done any of that and never got it. You know, so why is that happening? And people have those questions. And now there's an antibiotic that they're talking about. And should you take it? And there's some people that have to take it. They're on the front lines and they're required. I believe now this is not saying you should or shouldn't take it. So you can get mad at me. I'm not trying to make you mad. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. Listen to the inner witness. Even if you had to take it, it can't harm you if you're believing God to protect you. Come on. I get it. You have to take it for your job. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying we need to rely on God. And God uses medicine, but didn't God create the doctors and the medicine? Let's just back, this, back the horse up a little. Let's go to the originator. Let's get the inner witness. God, what do you want me to do? So many times we're trying to do God's business. We don't know half this. There's a lot of internet doctors in the world. We don't know. Let's, let's surf the internet. There's your answer. Some of it's good. Some of it is just theory or people's opinion. Or There's a lot of stuff out there. All I'm just telling you is ground yourself in what is truth. Common sense, statistics, the world's view, logic. I'm not saying don't discard all of that, but I'm just saying, what does the inner witness, what does God in you say? Train yourself to hear him. Word first. Word first. We seek first the kingdom, then we do what the king has to say, and we do it without consulting the world or non-believers. That's, that's like asking people, how do I raise my kids? And they don't have any kids. Well, you want a successful marriage? You can go, you know, don't go ask somebody who's been married 17 times. Well, of course, in 17, maybe they got it right. I don't know. Depends on your look of that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is let's consult God. Let's make the word be first. He is our leader. He's the one we're in a relationship. Follow him, and then he will lift you up. He will 
help you. He will give you provision. It is by God's grace, and he never loses. And here's our last thought. Act on the word as quickly as you can. Proverbs 20, 27, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. So when God tells you to do something, you just need to do it. Because if we just do it halfway, or we just procrastinate and don't, I'm gonna get around to it, God, but I won't do it. Isn't that disobedience? Think about it. it you know, we're gonna do it, but we just don't wanna do it now. It's like if I told Maddie, clean your room, Say we were selling our house, and I wanted her to clean her room because we're going to show it. She goes, I'm going to get around to it. Your time to get around to it is in about 10 minutes because, you know, the hammer's about to fall. You know what I'm saying? So what if we just obey God? and Okay, God, I don't really understand why you're asking me to drive across town and give this person a ride to church or why you want me to give you know, money to this or that or whatever. I may not understand it, but if I stand under it, then I have his grace, I have his blessing, I've listened to the inner witness. And it doesn't matter, as long as I know that I've been obedient, the prince of peace that's inside me, that peace is activated. And then I'm like, I'm good. No matter what else happens, I'm good. Because the inner witness has now confirmed what I needed. Romans 8, 14 says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And God doesn't lead through physical senses as much. You know, I'm not saying he can't, but I say he leads really through that inward witness, that still small voice. You know, he'll lead Pastor Kim. She'll be somewhere, she'll want to buy something, and she'll feel like, I'm, you know, she carried it around. And then she felt like, I just, I didn't feel to get it. I'm like, it's your size, it's everything. And she's like, I don't know, I just feel I'm not. And she'll put it back. And sometimes I'll go buy it for her. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I didn't feel the not to. But a lot of times she'll put it back and I'll be like, okay. Because she has to still, just like you, she's got to have that peace. And you know what? All of a sudden some, she'll get a gift and it'll be the exact thing that she would have or something like that. And be So she was listening, even in the little things. That's what it is. This is what this is about. This is just, it's kind of exciting if you're walking, listening to God. So you don't have to live your life by putting out fleeces. Oh, God, if you love me, let seven sparrows fly up in the room and turn around and spell my name. You know, you don't have to do that. And it's not wrong to put a fleece out. We've done it. But you don't have to do it all the time. And you might say, well, listen, PB, Gideon did that. Right. Gideon doesn't have the spirit dwelling in him like you have in you. That was not in his time frame. Because Jesus came, and now he, his spirit dwells in you. So it's not wrong to do that. We've done that, but we don't have to do that because we're walking God. Remember Emmanuel? God with us. In him we live, we move, we have our being. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Again, God in you, connected. Spirit-filled believers, we have that inner voice. And this is where the Holy Spirit communicates, not with our minds, not with our logic, but with our spirit. And he'll pull things out that you'll have, you can get an idea, you can get a concept, something you haven't thought of, you could do this, or someplace you haven't looked, and he'll just show you that place where you weren't even thinking like that. Have you ever just got a random thought, and all of a sudden you pursued that thought because you felt, and then, wow, it was God. Tad's just been telling me for the last few weeks, he's, he's Mr. Inventor. And now he put a patent on something. They got it patented. And I mean, things are just like, and he sat here. We talked last week. He goes, I never would have, you know, I just kind of, am I not right? I mean, he's just like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know, ooh, 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 you go. Meditate on the word, act on the word. Give it first place and then obey it. Do what God tells you. Because you're a new man in Christ, a new woman in Christ. Quit looking for a sign or a feeling just to hit your senses. The enemy uses that all the time because that's the realm he works in, your five-sense realm. But God is deeper than that. Remember we said, hey, God is deep. Because he goes inside. He gets where the enemy cannot penetrate. That's why the Bible says the word is like a two-edged sword. It cuts deep, the bone to the marrow. God gets in where the enemy cannot go. 
And he deposits things in there. You have things in you that you haven't even uncovered yet. I want you this morning to think about just training your mind to listen to God in the natural, but your spirit has what your natural thing, my spirit's going to be connected. If you'll do that, you're going to see an amazing 2021. I mean, signs are going to start happening. Things that you're like, oh my word. Did you know there's miracles just lined up waiting for you, but you have to believe them first. I mean, that's how they happen. You walk in them. That's, that's what faith is. You just take that step. You can't see it, but you listen inside. Now, I'm, I'm finished, but let me speak to a mother. There's something about that God does when he connects a mom and a kid, a baby, a child, because they were connected with them during the whole pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? They're connected on the inside. There's, there's things that she knows about that child, our children, they're all different. I only have the concept of what she tells me because I did not carry them. Is that right? Think about this. I can look at my kids and I can be, you know, and I say this and I'm thinking this. She can look at them, and I never understood this, but I stand under it. Have you ever heard your mom come up and go, you eating enough? And then they'll start, you, your eyes don't look good. What's the matter with their eyes? Their eyes look fine. They don't, you know, they don't look right. I don't, uh, no, here, you're, you need to, here, take these 15 vitamin C's. You know, I'm not saying they do that, but what I'm saying is she sees things past because she's connected. There's a connection that she remembers in the child. And, and the child can say this, you can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool, you can't. My kids could tell me a lot of things. I'd buy every bit of it. She'd turn around and say, they're lying. Man, they're, if they're, they're the best liars I've ever seen. But moms know. Can I tell you, far greater than that is ever possible, God, he knows. Whatever you're afraid of, he knows. Whatever you need faith for, he knows. Whatever you need, he knows and he has it. Would you not listen to his voice, trust him, and walk with the inner witness? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?